It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Nation, welcome in to extended pregame coverage. Another big football game for BYU as they welcome the Razorbacks of Arkansas, and they are back home after a trip down to the desert in what was a heartbreaking loss against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. But you know, good news for you BYU fans, and especially for the players and coaching staff. They're back at it against a good opponent. This team was as high as number ten. And I think it's very easy, Mitch, as as we'll have you locked and loaded from now until 11.30 with extended pregame coverage. I think it's easy to look at this Arkansas team and say, well, they've lost three in a row. They're not a good football team. Well, they played some dang good football teams. So, uh, you know, maybe watch out in that regard, especially with their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, returning. we got a big, big show. Isaac Rex, Alex Curry, uh Plenty of breakdown to get you ready for today's matchup. Yeah, we'll also get an Arkansas insider on to to join us to give the scoop on the Hogs. Woo, Pig Suey, the SEC in Provo. For only the third time in, in BYU football's history. So it's a rare day when the SEC rolls into town. And we're live at the Burt Brothers uh, Provo location, 241 West, 500 South, near the stadium. Swing by. We're giving away two pairs of BYU Arkansas tickets. Just got to come in. Fill out the little sheet, and then we'll d- do a drawing and send you those tickets. So come on down if you need Nobody's tickets. Nobody's come in yet either, so there might be a good chance that you could be going to this football game. And we're liking this uh, like relocatable thing. It's a little bit of construction. That's okay. Everything's still full service going here at Burt Brothers, but swing on by, and uh, we'll be giving away some tickets um, here on uh, as we get ready for extended pregame of BYU and Arkansas taking you up to uh, 1130 and big thanks to our extended pregame sponsor utah community credit union uccu love where you bank let's get things started in the leadoff as we get ready for byu and arkansas get the stories making headlines right now it's time for the leadoff on cougar sports saturday byu and arkansas the cougars come in with a four and two record the hogs are three and three and, Matt, this is a game that both teams looking to get their second half of their seasons 
off to a good start with a much-needed win. Yeah, for BYU, Mitch, uh, there's still an opportunity for a 10-win regular season, but they have to win out. And uh, the bummer about losing the Notre Dame game, one, was that was a winnable game. That, that Notre Dame team, I don't think, is all that special. In fact, I actually believe Arkansas is a better football team than Notre Dame. So uh, the importance of this game maybe has lost a little bit of luster because a special season went out the window last week down in the desert. However, any time you get a chance to measure your program up against the SEC, which a lot of people believe is the best conference in college football, that's a big opportunity. And, and if you were to win this game and go on and win 10 games in the regular season, that's another 10 win season three in a row so there's still a lot to play for maybe not as much as there was last week but it's still a good opportunity for BYU football hold on Matt you so you're saying that if BYU goes maybe 10 and 2 that's not a special season no it's not wait hold on if they ran the table the rest of the way they're four and two right now and won their next six games going going into the bowl game that's not a special season 10 and 2 is not a special season because come on because look they're not going to a meaningful bowl game. That is over. It is yeah. out the window. Yep. You can't end the year playing in the Hawaii Bowl against UTEP or whoever it is and say that's a special season. But There's only been a few special. We can't, special is a, a big word. We can't be throwing special seasons here, there, everywhere. 1984, special. 1990, you get the number one win. You have a Heisman Trophy, special. 96, you win 11. You go to a big bowl game, special. I don't think there's been a special season since then, and it won't happen this year. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, like if BYU wins out, which would be a tall order. I don't think they will, right? Uh, because it's, there's some tough games on the back half of this season. But if they put together a, a run and went ten and two, I think that's pretty special because they shouldn't be punished for the lack of, you know, the, how the college football system works. You know, BYU is being punished because they're independent, and if they, you know, did run the table as we're talking here. I still think that's pretty special if they could. It'd be a great season. It would be an amazing turnaround for a team that honestly has, uh, you know, the first half of the season hasn't been that all impressive, and they've been kind of at times a little bit underwhelming. So I think that BYU, uh, that's why this game to me is is big for the Cougars because if they can get a win against Arkansas, uh, I think it could set the tone and maybe give some positive vibes because this BYU team, I think the last couple of weeks has, has just really struggled, especially out of the gates. The BYU Cougars need a turning point after a last-minute loss to Notre Dame. BYU's hopes of victory almost certainly ride on gaining a yard. But BYU showed they can come back and play with the best of them. He's going to go 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! And the Cougs are right back in it. Will quarterback Jaron Hall be healthy? Yeah, everybody's dinged up. Everyone has a thing. Contrary to popular belief, no shoulder injury. Well, the vault at BYU receiving core be back in action. We have to go into the depth a little bit, but there's a lot of guys that we can count on and, and hopefully try to get miles back. Today, it's the Cougars and Razorbacks. You're listening to KSL Special Extended Pre-Game Coverage. Brought to you by our partners at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Baimonte. Oh, these game days are always a special time. It's, it's hard to believe that it's already the seventh game day this season for BYU football. It's the first game of the second half of the year. And extended pregame coverage is always brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union, UCCU. UCCU offers home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. UCCU, love where you bank. BYU and Arkansas kick off at 1.30 p.m. here on KSL. We'll have you covered on kslsports.com. And, Matt, uh, you know, this is it's very rare that an SEC team 
plays a non-conference road game out west, it's even more rare for them to even just play a non-conference road game, period. Yeah. Uh, but then you add the fact that it's an October game. This is very unusual for the Hawks. Very unusual. And they're, they should be thankful, too, that this is at 1.30 because if this was a, is a late game, they'd be getting home in the morning. But head coach of the Razorbacks, Sam Pittman, here's his thoughts on playing this unusual game in the middle of the SEC conference schedule. Well, in all the SEC places I've been, that's, it's been abnormal. You know, it's not normal. Normally it's an in-conference home game, you know. But uh, it's the schedule. We're going to embrace it. And uh, But, it, yeah, it's different. The, the, the great thing is it's not a night game. It's their homecoming and all those things, a whiteout and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going to have one that goes up to Utah, uh, this is the perfect weekend to have it. That's head coach of the Razorbacks, Sam Pittman. And good commentary here. I, lo- I love the head coach battle here, Pittman versus Kalani. Just two, I think, very well-liked, respected head coaches in college football. He always is uh, good for a good sound clip, Mitch. He is. And I'm always uh, curious, like, what – why these coaches just think, oh, my goodness, how dare we ever travel for a road game? It's amazing how in the SEC they just view like they, they should never leave for any sort of road game ever. Uh, it's like, I mean, you look at Arkansas, their history in the non-conference, they don't win road games uh, out, outside their their league. So uh, there's an opportunity here for BYU to take down an SEC team, and credit to Tom Homo for getting a – SEC team to come into Provo midseason. This this series was lined up back in 2018, and and BYU will return the visit to Fayetteville next year in year one of the Big 12 Conference era. But uh, I, I think this is a cool series, and I always love when BYU plays SEC teams because I'm sure there'll be a nice contingent of Hog fans here in this sellout crowd at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So uh, should be a fun day. And one of the big storylines for BYU, as you heard in that intro, was Jaron Hall. And Jaron, last week, it's it's no surprise, he was not his typical self. I know that Jaron tried to say, no injury, 100%, I'm okay. No, he was not fine. He was, I mean, you watch that first pass, you go, Okay, yes, it's an interception, which is not Jaron Hall, period. He never throws interceptions. And then, two, there was just no arm strength in that first quarter. He looked completely lost. And, well, we got more insight, finally, on on, Jer- on, Aaron, on Jaron Hall. Earlier in well, the week, I guess Aaron- I mean, I'm sure the word is out. He, he was banged up from the Utah State game and didn't practice really at all last week. And, and then I thought in the game it definitely wasn't his best game. He played he – played, like a guy who didn't practice, you know, I think uh, he still he still made some great plays that gave us a chance, especially in the second half. You know, practice reps are important, and fortunately this week he's he's hasn't missed any reps this week, and he's I think I expect him to be ready to play on Saturday. Let's hope he's ready to play because this BOU football team, especially offensively when he was healthy, was a dang good offense. And after that performance against Notre Dame, their their total offense has slipped to 59th in the country. So I was someone who thought last year they were going to be building upon what was a top 25 offense, maybe even being top 10 with all the weapons they've had, but injuries to Puka and injuries to Gunner, uh, Dallin Holker leaving the program, Jaron Hall banged up. They just have not been at full strength. And if, if Jaron Hall is not at full strength, Mitch, I don't see how they win this football game. He, he has to be someone who prior to the Notre Dame game threw for more than 250 yards in nine previous games but last week the passing attack was not there the running attack i guess the silver lining was the running attack was better i thought there was some some life with the run game 
but they need that pass game against a woeful pass defense by the Hogs. They need it to be back to what we saw in the first five weeks of the season. This BYU offense has been underperforming this year, and I think what we've learned through the first half of the season is that Jaron Hall has masked a lot of the issues for BYU uh, because you look across the board on the offense, running backs underperforming, offensive line underperforming, tight ends not really getting involved. We'll hear from Isaac Rex coming up a little bit later about what can be done to get the tight ends more involved. I think the wide receivers are, are meeting expectations, maybe then some. Uh, but everyone else, I just think that, you know, Jaron Hall, he's the key piece to making BYU's offense go. And I thought it was pretty noteworthy last week that despite Jaron not practicing at all, there was no consideration to go to the backup quarterback. It's noteworthy. And, and I, I, I mean, it is. I think that, you know, Jaron was not going to be pulled from that opportunity to play Notre Dame in Las Vegas. That was a huge stage for him. But at the same time, he just wasn't at his best. And I think in that first half, BYU ends up with 48 yards of total offense against Notre Dame. It's it's just like that's not, for him individually, his best film for NFL evaluators. But then, too, it's not good for the team. And BYU did not have that Baylor-Romney to turn to because so many times last year, BYU had that safety net with Romney where, okay, Jaron, you're not feeling good this week. We'll go to Baylor. Uh, We saw this last year when BYU played Boise State. Jaron was banged up, and then late in the week, he then rises up and becomes the starter again. It's just, it's an interesting note because I look at this season as Jaron Hall's last. He hasn't formally said that yet, but he's on the Senior Bowl watch list. I think he's going to be an NFL draft pick next year. Who's the next man in the building? Who's the next face of BYU football at quarterback? I don't know if that guy is there uh, maybe right now. Uh, maybe it's Jacob Conover, but I thought that was noteworthy, and there's a pretty big drop-off after Jaron Hall to quarterback number two. The thing that I found so interesting in that game, considering that they they did not want to go to Jacob Conover, Aaron Roderick said that wasn't much of a discussion, was if Jaron Hall was more banged up than we were let on, it makes you wonder maybe some of the play calling by Aaron Roderick. It was a little puzzling at times. Two weeks, two nationally recognized programs. And the fans, the BYU fans, getting loud on defense. Listen to that. After a heartbreaker to Notre Dame, today the Cougars take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. We want to get back to what we're used to doing, and that's playing high-level football. So it should be a great matchup for us. You're tuned to a special extended pregame coverage. Sponsored by the Cougar fans at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Bamonte on KSL News Radio. Good morning, Cougar Nation. It's not usual that Matt Biamonte and Mitch Harper here are bringing you pregame coverage at this hour on KSL News Radio, but we are stoked to be here. We're coming live from the new Burt Brothers location in Provo, Utah. We're giving away two BYU tickets to a sold-out football game. So if you are looking for tickets, get on down here, 241 West, 500 South, Put your name in a box. We're going to draw that at 11 a.m. So you got a little less than 90 minutes to get down here. Say hello to us. Come check out this new location. Maybe get your tires rotated or get an oil change and uh, have a good chance to win some football tickets, Mitch. Yeah, if you're heading uh, you know, from Salt Lake down south to, to this game, just get off on the Center Street exit in Provo, and just, we're pretty close to the freeway, just a little bit south of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's right nearby, so you can head over to the game and get ready for BYU and Arkansas, which kicks off at 1.30 p.m. It's a, it's a day game. 
BYU football. They're in the after. They're not in the afternoons anymore. They are in the afternoons today. We're getting some BYU football it, in the afternoon. And it's a wideout, so I, I think we're to the point where we could just disregard that instruction before the beginning of the game. Wear royal every football game. Last week it was black. This week it's white. So if you're going, wear white. Uh, it's always fun to see the whiteout. Uh, it's been something that's been growing in popularity in recent years, and this BOU football team will be wearing a new helmet. So back-to-back weeks in which the BOU football team has a, a different uniform combination with helmets they've never worn before. We'll get to that a little bit later. But this is a very exciting matchup, Mitch, where, look, Arkansas, the thing they do best is what BYU struggles with the most. I think that's what I'm most interested in is BYU's rush defense has given up over 100 yards in every single game this year. Now, it's hard to hold people to under 100, so I'm not going to kill them for that. But in the past three of the past four weeks, they've given up 200 yards rushing on the ground. And the Hogs, I mean, they live and die by that name as – they are one of the best running teams in all of college football. So that is certainly going to be a key storyline. Right now, though, it's the midpoint of the year. So I think it is fitting, and I love the piece you did on KSLSports.com. You gave out some midseason awards here on Cougar Sports Saturday Extended Pregame. We're going to give out some helmet stickers at the midway season point. Let's do that right now, Mitch. Cougar Sports Saturday Helmet Stickers. Which Cougars were the best of the best this week? Mitch and Matt dish out the helmet stickers to the Cougars' top performers. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, BYU, the helmet sticker, the offensive MVP. You can see my full breakdown on kslsports.com. Who's your offensive MVP through the first half? That helmet sticker for you, Matt. I think it's obvious, and I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you give that sticker to that individual in just a moment. So to to make the segment a little more interesting, <laughs> I think I would give a helmet sticker to Cody Epps. I just think he has been phenomenal. He leads the team in receptions with 25. He also leads the team in touchdown receptions with five TDs. So this is a player who was not expected to have this kind of role. And now he has become one of the favorite targets of Jaron Hall, and they have really needed him with so many guys coming in and out. Chase Roberts at one point was the go-to guy. He gets hurt. Puka's been hurt. Cody Epps has been there from day one. He's been reliable, and Jaron Hall loves throwing to him. It's a great pick. Uh, You know, Cody, I think I'm interested to see what maybe his evolution is in his BYU career. Is this kind of who he is? Is there another maybe gear or two in his BYU uh, trajectory because I, I, I kind of wonder is his ceiling that much higher or is this just who he is it, it's a really good receiver that's kind of one of the things I'm interested going forward with Cody I wouldn't bet against that guy yeah for me the offensive MVP is Jaron Hall just because I think that he showed last week when he is not at full strength this BYU offense can come to a complete halt and they only had 48 yards of offense they did show signs of life in that second half and credit to BYU that's in their DNA they're always going to be a team that competes for a full 60 minutes and they'll never give up and Jaron Hall is one of the big reasons for that let's go to the defensive side uh, for BYU this is a group that has been uh, in the headlines they're a a unit that draws a lot of criticisms whether fair or not Uh, I thought last week they made a lot of progress though but through the first six weeks it's kind of a mixed bag of of results who do you have as your defensive MVP at the midpoint of the season? Yeah, I think it has to be a linebacker, and I kind of went back and forth. Is it Max Tooley? Is it somebody else? I'm going to give my helmet sticker to somebody else, and that being Ben Bywater. I think he's at a 
a sneaky good season. He's not someone we've been talking about enough because Max Tooley's been so good, but Ben Bywater is leading the team in tackles with 46. He has a sack on the year. He has two interceptions. I just think, and myself included, I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, Peyton Wilgar's coming back. Keenan Billy's coming back. Ben Bywater's not going to lead the team in tackles. He's not going to have the impact he did last year. Well, we were wrong because he's having a huge impact on this football team. So I think Ben Bywater's had another great year, and he gets my defensive helmet sticker. Good pick. Uh, I went with Max Tooley. I think because the impact that he's made from two pick sixes and then the interception last week, that was off a tip ball. But he's made the explosive plays yep. that Kalani Satake wanted to see from this defense all the way back in March when he talked to us on the first day of spring ball. And, uh, you know, Tooley at times isn't always assignment sound. He's not the, uh, uh, you know, a guy that executes the playbook to the T and does all the uh, the certain the mechanics and technique and things like that. But, man, he just makes plays. And he'll throw his body at anyone. Sometimes it's a little bit risky. I mean, there, there was that Oregon game where he led with his head. I'm like, just be a little bit careful there, Max. But he has been a playmaker. And that's just something – that we haven't seen from BYU. It's interesting, too, Matt. We're talking about Ben Bywater and Max Tooley. Coming into the year, it was Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar, the returns of those guys. I think they've been good. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought Wilgar had a good week last week against Notre Dame, maybe the best game of his season thus far. But I think kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say underwhelming, but maybe not as uh, impactful as it, they were last year. That's the best way to put it. I, I think that, that Bywater and Tooley have been more impactful this year than Wilgar and Peely. Agreed. And let's uh, let's wrap this up with the special teams. And then i got to tell you, special teams have not been the strong suit of BYU football this year, so it was very difficult to find who I wanted to give this to. It, it definitely wasn't going to be a kicker. I considered Ryan Rico, but I think he's been a little underwhelming too, so mm-hmm. I can't give it to him. You know what has been on point all year? The snaps. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the special team sticker to Britt Hogan and Austin Riggs, the long snappers. I think they've done a great job. There's never been a missed kick or a missed PAT that you can say what happened on the snap. That part has always been there. So I'm giving them my helmet sticker. I like that. I mean, you know what? Those are guys that never get any sort of praise, never any uh, accolades. But man, when those snaps are go sideways, then they're always in the headlines. And <laughs> we haven't talked about them at all, so they are doing their job. My special teams helmet sticker for the midseason MVP is going to be Hobbs Nyberg. Last week, that uh, return against Notre Dame was what be- gave BYU life uh, in that first half. It was the result of uh, BYU's touchdown against the Irish in that first half. So I thought Hobbs Nyberg uh, has been a pleasant surprise for BYU. He's had uh, an average of about 16.8 yards per punt return, uh, 24.6 yards on kickoff returns. Uh, I mean, I don't look at him as – I mean, it, the return game in, in general in college football – it's in football in general, it's getting phased out. It's not as impactful as it once was. Long gone are the days of James die, you punt, you die, and he's popping off for five <laughs> or six touchdowns in a season. Those days are numbered. But Nyberg has been pretty solid. He's been uh, a lot more uh, secure with the football this year because last year there was a few muff punts. He would recover them, but uh, I think he's done a nice job, and I'll give Hobbs Nyberg – uh, the edge there, but it's, it seems like there's always been a storyline with the special teams, whether it was kickoffs in week one, uh, the field goals. I mean, it, it's just been a roller coaster for that group, and Nyberg's, I think, is one of the guys that stood out above the rest. I like that pick a lot, and I, I love how fearless he is, too. He does not want to call a fair catch, no. and I, I appreciate that about him because he changed that football game 
against the Irish. It's unfortunate that he didn't get more opportunities because the defense couldn't force punts and get off the field. But uh, Hobbs Nyberg uh, had a, a big impact, and I think he's a very solid punt returner for BYU, and, and they need it because, let's be real, the field position battle, too, hasn't always went BYU's way this year. They've been starting behind the eight ball in a lot of series. They had a series start on the one-yard line last week, so any chance Hobbs Nyberg can get them into the positive is, uh, is, a, big, is a big deal for BYU football. BYU, Arkansas. Makes the catch, steps back inside for the touchdown. Tony Epps scores. You're listening to extended BYU pregame coverage on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to extended pregame coverage for the Razorbacks and the Cougars. An SEC team coming to Provo in the middle of the season has not happened very often. Last team to visit here from the SEC was Mississippi State. That was that classic overtime game, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I think BYU fans are hoping this one maybe doesn't go to OT and they can uh, get it done in regulation. But after what happened last week, you're reeling a little bit. I think BYU fans would be happy with a win any way it could come. Extended pregame coverage today is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. UCCU offers home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. UCCU, love where you bank. And I know Cougar fans love when uh, they've got the full collection of personnel available to them. Today, looking at the injuries for BYU football. Uh, Jaron Hall, as we heard, he's a full go at practice this week. Uh, he's been dealing. He hasn't came out and specifically said the shoulder, but all indications point that it was the shoulder that he was dealing with last week. Uh, so he's going to be good to go today. Uh, Miles Davis, running back for BYU. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Davis is, quote, according to BYU offensive coordinator, hopeful. We didn't see him at practice on Wednesday. Did not see him. Did not see Gunnar Romney at practice. And keep in mind, we don't get to see practice. So we are, we're walking. But coming off the Coming field, off the yeah. field, yeah. We get there right as they're wrapping up to do some interviews. And we'll have Isaac Rex later in the program. We got that interview on Wednesday after practice. And you keep an eye who was here, who wasn't. Miles Davis wasn't. Gunnar Romney wasn't. There's been kind of some mixed commentary on Gunnar Romney. Uh, initially on Monday from from Kalani Sataki, it sounded like, yeah, he's probably going to go. And then Aaron Roderick grouped him with Miles Davis as someone who, you know, hopeful. So, uh, personally speaking, not reporting anything, I'd be shocked to see Miles Davis and Gunnar Romney today. I, I, I'm hopeful, too, just like the coaches that they can play. But we saw Puka there. We saw Jaron Hall. You feel much. Chase Roberts, he was there as well. You feel much better about them because they're practicing and uh, did not see Davis or Romney. Yeah, Romney, it's interesting because last week, or he's you know coming back from a lacerated kidney that he suffered in, in fall camp, and then uh, he comes back against Utah State, and then he played against Notre Dame. Late in that third quarter against the Irish, he gets sidelined and gets carted off. You saw him go into the medical tent uh, in Vegas, and then he had a brief stint at the hospital. As coaches said, it was precautionary. Uh, but, yeah, Ed Lamb, Kalani Sitake on Monday said he's expected to be available, and then it got to Wednesday, and uh, maybe it's looking a little more to the hopeful side of things. So we will see on Gunnar Romney. Uh, defensive lineman Josh Larson, a rotational guy, formerly of Woods Cross High School, he's out for the season. 
Uh, Kavika Gagne, a linebacker who's a rotational guy, number 27, he suffered a season-ending injury last week against the Irish. And then defensive lineman Gabe Summers, still dealing with a PCL, a partial PCL tear. Uh, last week he went down against Notre Dame. He's expected to still be available. He's kind of gutting it out right now and just uh, grinding through a, a difficult situation. It's a bummer for him, too, because I thought that he was going to be impactful. And, and that play that he almost made where it was one-on-one him and Drew Pine racing for that first down. It, it didn't look good for someone struggling with a PCL tear. So we'll have to see if Gabe Summers can give it a go. But BYU, again, I think against Arkansas, will not be at full strength. Here's the reality. Is anyone at full strength at this point? Arkansas has got some issues as well. So K.J. Jefferson, their, their quarterback, he did not play last week. And I think that was a big reason why they lost to Mississippi State. He's going to give it a go. We'll see how effective he is. If he's not his usual self, maybe it makes it a little easier for BYU to defend the run. So that's, that's something to monitor too. Which quarterback looks more like themselves? Because neither of them are going to be 100%. Is it going to be Jaron Hall? Or Jefferson of Arkansas. Je- Jefferson, again, K.J. Jefferson, quarterback for the Hogs, 6'4", 235 pounds. He's freaky how big he is. And he's kind of like I was talking with Tyler Batty, BYU defensive lineman on Cougar Tracks this week. And, you know, coaches and players, they kind of look at Jefferson like a Cam Newton. And that's the type of you know build that he is. He's a guy that's more than enough capable of, of running the football. But he's also had games, too, where he's incredibly accurate. Now, it's a mixed bag in the passing game with K.J. Jefferson. Kalani Sataka asked him uh, earlier this week about the challenges that Arkansas QB K.J. Jefferson gives to BYU's defense. You can see it on film, and you can see the things that he does to great talent on defenses that they're going against, and, and he's a special player big too and he can fly you know just uh yeah he he he's got it all man and and he's a he's a pain and so we had to so we we really can't we can't afford to make a lot of mistakes against him he'll he'll punish you and and, and he can do it with his arm and with his legs he's extremely talented and uh you, you can see when he's in there he, he makes a huge difference for their team how do you think BYU should approach uh, defending K.J. Jefferson, Matt? Because last week BYU was aggressive, but Notre Dame's Drew Pine still had a ton of success. They, they blitzed a lot last week, um, but they had a hard time getting the pressure there. I want BYU to sell out to run, to stop the run. I just I, I rewatched the Notre Dame game. I'm sure you did too because we're – we're degenerates. We we just at least I am. I suffer in misery. I want to rewatch every play Absolutely. as I can. In that fourth quarter, Notre Dame rarely had two safeties in the back of the defense. It was almost entirely one safety back, and they were daring BYU to beat them through the air, and BYU couldn't. And that's one of my frustrations too about that loss is not only could they not do it, they didn't do it on the four plays inside scoring position. They didn't pull, put the ball in the air one time when it was one-on-one coverage, which was that was disappointing to see. I want BYU to take what Notre Dame did and do that to Arkansas. Just load the box, get Micah Harper up in there. He's a great run defender at that safety position. Put eight, nine guys in the box, and let's see if Caleb Hayes and Gabe Giuliani and these cornerbacks can defend one-on-one because throwing the football is something K.J. Jefferson can do. But he's not nearly as good as Jaron Hall at throwing the football. So I want to see BYU's defense just sell out to run the football because 
I don't think I can handle another 200-yard rushing game if they're just trying to play assignment sound and do what they have to do. No, let's put a little scheme behind it as well to stop the running attack for Arkansas. Yeah, I think that you know BYU and, and Arkansas is going to be a, a game where BYU has to stop the run because Arkansas is 11th nationally in, in rushing uh, offense. BYU is 100th nationally in stopping the run. D- BYU's defense has to come up big if they want to get this win. Kickoff at 1.30 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. The BYU Cougars need a turning point after a last-minute loss to Notre Dame. BYU's hopes of victory almost certainly ride on gaining a yard. But BYU showed they can come back and play with the best of them. He's going to go 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! And the Cougs are right back in it. Will quarterback Jaron Hall be healthy? Yeah, everybody's dinged up. Everybody has a thing. Contrary to popular belief, no shoulder injury. Will the vaunted BYU receiving core be back in action? We may have to go into the depth a little bit, but there's a lot of guys that we can count on and, and hopefully try to get miles back. Today, it's the Cougars and Razorbacks. You're listening to KSL Special Extended Pre-Game Coverage. Brought to you by our partners at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Baimonte. Good morning to you, Cougar fans. Getting ready for BYU at Arkansas in a little over three hours from now. Me and Mitch were live from the new Burt Brothers location. 241 West, 500 South. Put that into your phone right now. Put it into Apple Maps. That's what I prefer. But if you like Google Maps, put it in there. Get on down here because we're giving away two free tickets to a sold-out football game. And between me and you, the listeners, there's only two people who have entered. So the chances of getting these tickets are high with one hour to go. Well, so there's, there's two pairs, too. We have four total tickets, two pairs. So get down here. We got four tickets to give away. So get down here and enter, and you got a great chance to, to win some tickets. Now, if you get to the Burt Brothers, we are in this, like, relocatable thing because they're doing some construction right now. So come on in and uh, – We'll get you it's sit. behind. It's you, you, if you're looking at it, you'll see it. And then behind <laughs> the location is this parking area. We're in uh, the customer service trailer, and we are ready <laughs> to meet you guys and give away some tickets. Right now, we got to get out to the phone line and bring on a KSL Sports unrivaled host, Alex Keery. You may remember him many years ago when he did Cougar Sports Saturday. He left that up to us. Hope uh, I think we're doing a decent job, Alex, but it, it's been fun to follow in your footsteps here. And there's a big football game this afternoon. What do you, uh, what do you think is the key for BYU to get back to their winning ways uh, against the Hogs? First of all, did you say many years ago? Like, like this was some sort of a – like, I mean, how long are we talking about that this thing happened? You're offending me. No, it was it's like massive... what, 20 or 30 years ago, right? <laughs> you quit it. Uh, <laughs> so, no, massive game today. It's as good as it gets. Like, how many? No one's ever seen Arkansas come to BYU, and no one's, you know, aside from uh, Mississippi State coming, what is it, the second time an SEC team has come? So, uh, brilliant move by Tom Holmo to get this game. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's. If you if you're able to get and see like a big team and, and like you know giant people, you know, you get that when when Big Ten teams come in, you get you kind of get the realization of the disparity of of some of the size and speed of some of these big Power Five teams. But you know Arkansas struggling a little bit right now, but you know this is a nine win team from last year, and uh, KJ Jefferson's the real deal. 
Puka Nakua is a guy for BYU that I think is the real deal, but we just haven't seen him much at his best, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this season because he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, we saw him that he was practicing this week. He spoke with the media. It feels like, you know, Puka's in a place where he could have an opportunity here against this Arkansas secondary uh, to put up some numbers. What does BYU have to do to to get Puka early involved early and often in this matchup? Well, I mean, it's not just early, Mitch. I think the, the real thing from last week that was a massive bummer, and part of the reason you didn't see a ton of work out of Gunnar Romney and, and Puka Nakua was Jaron Hall completed nine passes because he only attempted 17. BYU's play, offensive play load was like half of what they usually do. And the reason is because they're de- like it starts with the defense. It's a weird answer, but Puka Nakua is not going to catch a bunch of balls unless Jaron Hall, I think, is throwing between – you know, uh, 25 and 35 passes. Like, so I, I think that, that getting off, getting the Razorbacks off the field, the time of possession stuff killed BYU last week because they just didn't have enough opportunities, you know, and then a couple of those drives stalled out with uh, an interception. You think of, of a handful of drives you only get on the day, 40 plays you get on the day and you have uh, an interception. So all those, all those mistakes that you make get, get magnified. So I would love to have Jaron Hall be able to sling the ball around more um, because <laughs> That means that the defense is doing their job and getting stops. The, the more attempts that Jaron has, I think the better for BYU, obviously. Sam Pittman, the head coach at uh, at Arkansas, said yesterday, I think if we don't give pressure to him, he will pick us apart. And and you can guarantee BYU is going to try to do that. Alex Curie is our guest here. He hosts KSL's Unrivaled over on the KSL Sports Zone, 97.5, Monday through Friday, 37 p.m. You have Jaron Hall on your show each and every week. For those BYU fans who maybe uh, don't know that, that's a that's a great interview that you guys do in e- uh, each and every week. What were some notables from your your conversation with Jaron Hall this past week? You know, he said it toward the end of that. We were just like straight up, "Hey, man, are you playing or what?" You know, like we've <laughs> and we've gotten we've gotten mixed we've gotten mixed messages over the years from him. But he said, "Look, if I play, if I was able to play last week, then I'm definitely playing this week." And then we kind of started to see everything trickle out about you know how much he did and didn't practice over the last few weeks and or the last couple of weeks and and I think that it's a great sign to see that he is practicing and taking those first team reps reps matter so friggin much in this and so he's uh he seems like he is actually I don't I wouldn't say 100% because I I don't think Jaron really ever is but um I, I think that 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 confidence is back this week and it was not there last week. And so even bigger head scratcher, why they would try to, to run a go route, uh, you know, play one on a guy who had no practice during the week was probably stiff, was probably, you know, injured more than we thought. And so uh, get him dinking and dunking early, get these, get, start spreading it around, get some quick first downs. I would even be a fan of BYU starting off on defense and starting out with as an offensive unit. It hasn't really worked out for him. How dare you? question the coaching last week after you ripped me on your show yesterday for doing that very thing well no it's a coach's job to tell a guy no no matt you when you rip the coaches you have like it's got to be in a good way in a in a smart way because you, you got to do it with some intelligence no what i was gonna say was that this guy like a coach has to tell jaron hall hey man i know you probably want to run this thing let's wait you know let's wait or maybe call a run on the first play. That, for that for sure. You know, Scott Mitchell made a great point. He goes, a play like that at the beginning of a game is almost like a trick play. Uh, it's a little bit of a false kind of sense of we're better than this team maybe right off the bat because you don't you de- you don't get into any rhythm. He's like, I hate scoring on a big throw at the very beginning of a game, which is a weird gripe to have. Uh, but he was just saying, you know, it, it's it's hard because your guys actually aren't in a rhythm. You want to have – 
a handful of plays, get your offensive line going. Okay, here we go. This is what we're doing. This is we're establishing ourselves here. And, and I, I like that because I want BYU to establish something. They haven't been able to establish anything and get like you know, how many three and outs have they started with in their first offensive series this year? It's been really weird to see that. And, and you got to get going. And obviously, Arkansas runs the ball so dang much. Uh, you got to you got to slow that down a little bit at least. Come on. Alex, when you say, you know, establish something, I, I, I completely agree with you because I think that through six weeks, one of the big surprises to me with this BYU team has been uh, the fact that I, just, I feel like I can't pinpoint their identity. You know, on, on defense, mm-hmm. you'll see just these radical changes. Last week, we're seeing Tyler Batty lining up at linebacker in the box. <laughs> right. and, then, and then on offense, it, it almost feels like the coaching staff at times is just overthinking. Is that what, what do you kind of read into that? Well, we wouldn't think it's overthinking if 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 uh, execution was happening though too. I mean, okay. we would look yeah. at it like being brilliant, and and the reality is we just haven't seen a complete game, right? We've seen flashes where you're like, hey man, that 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 play call by a Rod uh, on that first Cody Epps touchdown, brilliant, right? And then you know, then the execution of the team on the next you know play, you don't have everybody out on the field. Uh, you back it up, you miss a PAT. I mean, that's some junior high stuff right there. So right. It, p- part of it's coaching, part of it's the execution. It's always going to land. And the coaches will say that's on me. But the reality is, is they come in with a game plan. And if you execute every play well and everybody does their job, you're going to do fine. And Arkansas is a team that they actually, actually will match up. This isn't like a SEC co- team coming in to steamroll you. Uh, and that's not really Kalani style anyway. So just, you know, I think you have to slow down. Uh, Arkansas, because all they're going to, I mean, not slow them down. What you have to do is make sure they don't have the ball for very long. You know, get those three and outs, get stops, get those TFLs so that these drives stop. Because if KJ Jefferson isn't 100%, which I don't think he is, you're not going to see him throwing a ton. And they don't like to throw a lot anyway. Do you think he's the best quarterback BYU's going to face this year? Uh, probably not right now, just because it was, I mean, in the preseason, that's all we talked about, right? And you're like, the one guy who scares us is this dude. Um, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> like, what have we seen so far? Like, right now, Bo Drew Nicks, Pine is yeah. the best quarterback on the on the planet. You know, <laughs> they made him look yeah. amazing last week. So, yeah, Bo Nix is probably going to be the, the – after we kind of let it all shake out, everyone will look at that game and go, yeah, BYU got beat, got beat, got beat. It wasn't like we beat ourselves with mistakes, you know, kind of a thing. You can follow Alex on Twitter, at Alex Carey, KSL. You can listen to him every single weekday on the KSL Sports Zone, 975-1280, uh, with, uh, with uh, Scott Mitchell on Unrivaled. He'll also be hosting Cougar pregame show on uh, KSL Sports Zone today. He'll be taking your phone calls pregame and postgame, 97.5. Alex will have you covered. We'll, I'll see you in the press box, Alex. Yeah, you guys, uh, We, you got, listen, we're taking this way too serious. This is football. Let's go eat a chocolate donut together. and <laughs> Yes, and absolutely. Some, some uh, Brazilian meats, and then let's uh, let's have a football party, man. <laughs> the chocolate cougar tail is a great storyline today. Cause I, I it's, mean, the, it's, the, it's the only thing, like, there's no other place in the country where a donut is worshipped like this. And so <laughs> when I saw that come through on the BYU Dining Services feed, I, I told our uh, – our bosses, Nate Dowdle, I said, this is going to be a huge article. And, and he's just like, the BYU fan base, man. I said, I'm telling you, they, they love their Cougar Tells. Hey, there's nothing like it. But <laughs> leave it there. If you, if, it, if you keep doing other flavors, it's not special anymore. But that photo, BYU. that photo, though, my, our bosses uh, were not very happy with me. But anyway, we, we <laughs> at kslsports.com. Well, Alex, we always appreciate you hopping on with us, and we'll see you over at the stadium. You bet, fellas. We'll see you.
All right, follow Alex at Alex Carey KSL and listen to him on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Taking a break. On the other side, we'll get to these new helmets and uniforms BYU will be wearing against the Arkansas Razorbacks and also an insider look with the Hogs. It's extended pregame coverage on KSL News Radio, getting you ready for BYU and Arkansas, and it's presented by UCCU. BYU, Arkansas. To extended BYU pregame coverage on KSL News Radio. Coming to you live from Burt Brothers in Provo, 241 West, 500 South, just near Lavelle Edwards Stadiums. Come on by and enter to win two pairs of BYU versus Arkansas tickets. We're giving those away today, so just enter to win. We got uh, a listener in right now filling out the sheet to uh, enter to win those tickets now we got to get out to the phone line and get an insider look at the hogs byu and arkansas for the first time ever and we're joined now by hog sports publisher longtime publisher on the 24 7 sports network trey biddy and trey good to catch up with you today i'm curious uh with arkansas they've been a little bit banged up most notably with kj jefferson also some of the defensive backs and miles slusher uh, what's maybe some of the latest you can give on on the Jefferson and, and Slusher as far as their availability today? Well, still don't know on Miles Slusher. He's had a calf issue. He's had a, quite a few injuries, actually, throughout the season. Had a head injury earlier in the year, missed a couple of games, played just half of a couple of other games. So he's probably Arkansas's best defensive back who's not out for the season. They've actually lost a couple others that uh, won't be returning for them through the season. So uh, it would be big for Arkansas to get him back. Obviously, K.J. Jefferson, we're expecting him to be full go 100%. He had a head issue, and obviously when that happens, you, you end up missing the next game, but almost always come back for, this, for the next game after that. So we expect him to be fully healthy. You know, Arkansas's offense had some success moving the ball last weekend against Mississippi State, but where it really showed up, missing Jefferson was when they were in the red zone uh, a couple of times on uh, fourth and short. They weren't able to convert and came away with no points two different times. And those are just killers, especially on the road in the SEC. So should uh, be a big benefit, obviously, having K.J. back. Trey Biddy is our guest here on extended pregame coverage. BOU's passing attack uh, had their worst performance of the season last week against Notre Dame and the Razorback defense defending the pass. Has it been as good as they probably want it to be this year? How banged up is that defensive backfield for Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Well, Jalen Catalan is a preseason All-American uh, Teams, some places had him as projected as a first-round draft pick. Uh, he's out for the season, for the second mm-hmm. season in a row, actually. He missed half of last season with an injury. Uh, Ladarius Bishop, who started most of 2021 at cornerback, uh, he's also been out for the season. Uh, as I mentioned, Miles Slusher a minute ago, uh, a yeah. very versatile guy, really good player, a guy that I think has an NFL future. We'll see if he's back. They've been shifting guys around all over the place. Kari Johnson, probably not going to play. He started a few games this year. Um, Jaden Johnson possibly going to play who started all season. So they've shuffled a lot of guys around. They've actually had to move two freshman wide receivers over to cornerback just to be able to get through practices. Uh, so that's been a real issue uh, for Arkansas. There's no question. And on top of that, Bumper Pool, uh, middle linebacker who leads the team in tackles, still has not been the same guy. He was an all-SEC player last year with 125 tackles. But he's been banged up, too, undisclosed injury. But there's definitely something that's been bothering him. He's, he's had some missed tackles and stuff like that. So uh, definitely injuries have played a big role in why Arkansas is struggling so much. And they've run into some teams that really throw the ball well. I mean, 
Alabama, Mississippi State last weekend. Um, you know, Texas A&M isn't a team that throws the ball great, and you know they only had 151 passing yards against Arkansas. So it's been obviously injuries have played a big role. Some poor tackling issues have come up, but also some of the teams they face have been really good passing teams. Trey, last question for you. You know, this is very unusual for a SEC team to, you know, step out of conference and come out west for mm-hmm. uh, out of conference tilt. I mean, how, how important is this game to the Hogs? I mean, they're three and three on a three game skid, but where, where do you feel like just maybe the the interest, maybe the excitement level from the fan base and the team coming into today's matchup? Well, there's no question there's, you know, a high level of interest in this game for Arkansas fans. It's weird that this game would be scheduled. I mean, I know BYU, you know, as an independent plays a lot of, you know, interesting games throughout the year. But Arkansas, you know, is in the middle of SEC play in the thick of it right now. And to suddenly just step out of conference right before a bye week uh, all the way out to to BYU is – very unique in Arkansas history, and uh, it was poorly scheduled game, I think, by Arkansas. Jeff Long, former athletic director, uh, who's no longer at Arkansas, was you know obviously played a big part in scheduling that game. So it's uh, it's an interesting spot to be in. But Arkansas is not in the thick of a conference title race right now. It's about getting to a bowl game and improving the bowl game that you're selected to play in. And so it doesn't matter if BYU is not an SEC team; they're a team that can get Arkansas, you know further advance towards that goal. So it's it's an important game. There's no question. You can follow Trey on Twitter, at Trey Biddy, and go check out hogsports.com. He's one of the best uh, on the 24-7 Sports Network. He's a publisher uh, on that website for the past two decades. He's Trey Biddy on hogsports.com. Trey, thanks for hopping on, man, and uh, looking forward to today's coverage, and uh, should be a good one today. Should be. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, that's Trey Biddy, part of the 24-7 Sports Network on Sports. Dot com. As you heard, Arkansas, pretty banged up secondary, so it should pose some opportunities for BYU's passing attack to put up some big numbers potentially today, as long as we see Jaron Hall back to his usual self. Two weeks, two nationally recognized programs. And the fans, the BYU fans, getting loud on defense. Listen to that. After a heartbreaker to Notre Dame, today the Cougars take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. We want to get back to what we're used to doing, and that's playing high-level football, and so it should be a great matchup for us. You're tuned to a special extended pregame coverage sponsored by the Cougar fans at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Bamonte on KM. News Radio. What's up, Cougar fans? 30 minutes to go before we pick a winner for free BYU tickets to attend the game in three hours against the Razorbacks. It's sold out. And if you want a really good chance to win some tickets, get on down here to the new Burt Brothers location, 241 West, 500 South near the stadium. 30 minutes to go. So if you're within the area, get on by. Get your name in the box for some tickets. We're going to choose a winner at 11 a.m. We'll email you the tickets. You don't have to be here to receive the tickets. So just come by, say hello, put your name in the box, have a chance to attend that football game in three hours from now. And right now, to preview that football game is a player who will be playing in that football game. It is the starting tight end, Isaac Rex. We caught up with him earlier in the week. Isaac what is the mood of the team this week coming off the loss to Notre Dame? You know, coming off of the loss is always tough, and especially a hard-fought game like Notre Dame. And going down to Vegas is kind of a wild weekend. But, I mean, we're excited. We're excited to be back in our hometown. We're excited to play an SEC team. I heard this is the only only three SEC teams have ever come to Lavelle. 
Is that heard that correctly? So. Yeah, Mississippi State twice, and then this one. And then this one, cool. So, yeah, Arkansas, they're a great team, obviously. They've played a lot of teams tough, and they have a bunch of studs on the team. So we're excited just moving on to the next. Notre Dame's in the rearview mirror, of course, but i got to ask, the personnel issues that uh, happen on you weren't part of the defense, but the special teams, is that going to be fixed this week? Is, is that still what, – what caused that, if you will? Yeah, that was my fault, 100%. I got – I had a hard hit on the next one. I was kind of seeing stars. I run off the field. And, really? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, we got to be on field goal. So it's my fault, 100%. I screwed up. So. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily a personal blame on, on you, but I wonder, too, like, who, who, what's, like, the communication on stuff like that? Is it, like, the coaches like in pregame? How does just that alignment? Because I know that was a recent change for you. I think first three weeks you didn't do that, and then yeah. you'd be on the field goal unit the last three weeks. Yeah, so – I'm new to the team, but that's no excuse. I should have obviously known. And, uh, they go over it. The coaches do a great job at showing personnel. And so sometimes in the heat of a moment, you get all jumbled up, your brains elsewhere. I was thinking about a block or a route that I just ran instead of thinking about field goals. So uh, that's on me. No blame to the coaching staff at all. That's completely uh, my fault. Last thing on the pass, and we'll, we'll look ahead. But on the final drive, you guys move into scoring position. You have those four downs where you, you you don't make the first down. On that fourth and one in particular, upon reviewing the film, where do you think that play failed that didn't allow you guys to move the chains? Looking back at it, I mean, I think it was a good call by Coach. We've been running on them all game. You know, sometimes they play it well. They had a lot of guys on the line, and so we didn't have enough to block on that one. But, you know, it was just it's a tough play. You know, it's hard to look back on that, but... I felt like we had good blocks and we had a good run. Just some stuff doesn't go your way sometimes, and that's just how football goes. Some, you know, sometimes. So that's how it is. How would you describe Isaac the production from this offense at the midway point? I feel like obviously last game was a little bit of a step back in the throwing category, but our rushing attacks getting better. I feel like we're moving, we're trending upward in our rushing yards and and getting the ball down the field and. Obviously, it's it's hard to say for our position group. We do whatever the coaches tell us to do. You know, for the tight ends, we we do what's best for the team, and that's blocking. Then we'll block, and if that's running routes, we'll run routes. So I can only really speak for the tight ends. Can't really speak for anyone else. Uh, but I feel like everyone trusts the coaches. We all care about the scheme and about this team. So we're gonna do what it takes. Your freshman year, uh, you were targeted a lot more than you have been this year. You had a lot of touchdowns. What do you think is the byproduct of you just having less receptions at this point from maybe looking at your freshman year? I don't, I don't really know. I just, I, we have the same scheme, and I'm not really too worried about it. I, I go and do the job I'm asked. So if that's running routes and catching, then I'll go do it. If that's uh, blocking, I'll go do it. So I do whatever the coaches tell me to do. You're a guy that likes to, to do that, though. Like you're, you're, I mean, because I, I guess I, when you came into BYU, I thought you're going you know, to put up these huge receiving numbers, and we saw that in 2020 but you're a guy that if you got to do the dirty work too it seems like you're willing to do that as well yeah for sure I'll, I'll do whatever it takes for this team I love this team and I trust the coaches that they'll get me in the right spot and in the NFL there's a lot of actually there's a lot of blocking tight ends and not a ton of uh, catching tight ends there's a minimal amount of Kelsey's and Darren Waller's out there but there's a lot of blocking tight ends so if I can work on that then I feel like I have a good chance in the future how big of a goal is that for you to, to get in the league. I, I've seen your name pop up on, on some mock drafts, but uh, you know how important is that and big of a goal is that for you? That's a big goal of mine. I, I really want to make it to the NFL. I want to obviously 
play football for as long as I can. I, I love the sport. I um, want to provide a good living for my family too. So I got a kid on the way, and obviously that's a goal is to make money for him. But I really love the game of football, and I want to continue to play it for as long as possible. I heard of him in there. You having a boy? Uh, no. It's not revealed yet. Okay. So all right. Okay. Well, I all right. It's a boy. And so I always say him, <laughs> but I actually don't know yet. So what's going to be the plan for the for the? Is there going to be a gender reveal party? Yeah. So after the Arkansas game, we're actually going to do it. Oh wow! So do you guys have the paper? Like, does uh, does someone we know? Have the email. Oh so man. Someone knows out there. I. All the signs, I guess, if they're signs to a gender reveal, are pointing to a boy. And so, me and hold on, hold on. Signs. I, I, okay. we're, we're diving we're gonna deep get here, but. some witchcraft. <laughs> if you actually want to. Like, it's not, it's just like stupid stuff. It's like pull a hair out, attach it to the ring, float it over the hand. Yes. If it moves left, yes. Or straight, it's a girl. If it moves circle, it's a boy. Oh, That's, we got the circle on that. And so. We, me and my wife assume we'll need boy. to follow up well, next week. Well, actually, <laughs> Isaac's right. Uh, my wife and I did this with our first uh, oh, child. Good. So back in 2013, the whole I can't remember the the the, uh, the order of it, but you're right. Yeah. The, the hair thing, and it was it was a boy, and then sure enough, uh, my first child was a boy. Well, I'm telling you, it's legit. My <laughs> my wife did the Chinese new something with Chinese New Year or something, and it worked out. It pointed to a boy. So how's she feeling? Pre- pregnancy is uh, it's not easy. She's doing good. She literally hasn't thrown up once. She's wow. felt really good. And so apparently that's a sign also. If she's not sick, it's a boy. So we're we're assuming it's a boy, but don't quote me on it. And, and if it is a boy, we got to assume your dad, you, you, and then the next generation going to be a future cougar, right? Yep. He, he will be. I'll make sure of it. And But he'll probably be playing basketball because my wife's tall. She's like 6'1", 6'2". And I'm going to get my kid to hoop. And I'm going to make sure he has a nice shot. Uh, you can take to the paint, so I'll I'll coach up on that, and then football can't come. Speaking of your dad, uh, you know, you mentioned a few weeks back that about that one clip from Hawaii, like you've always had that footage. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. tell you, I've dug into the KSL archives and I found additional footage of your dad. I got to send that to you, but there's some oh, good wow. good good gems of Byron. I got to unearth and uh, <laughs> send your way. But there, there's some good stuff that the Rex family would appreciate. <laughs> no, I got to check that out. <laughs> Yeah, you'd send that over to me personally, and then I'll send it out to the fam. But that's that's hilarious. I got to see that. A few more moments with Isaac Rex here on uh, pregame coverage for BYU in Arkansas. Uh, BYU for the second week in a row unveiled a new football helmet. What are your thoughts on this one? Maybe uh, compared to the uh, what the gradient black and blue from last week. Yeah, I think these ones are prettier. Honestly, it actually it relates more to the Provo scene. It's got the cougar on the side. It's got the mountains in the background. It honestly, I like the royal blue on it. I mean, it looks way good. And with the white face mask, I mean, it's too bad we lost this week because I feel like they would have been more a bigger deal, you know, to have a, the, these cool helmets. But we're focused more on winning than than the helmets. But, yeah, those helmets are sweet. And the equipment guys are doing a great job at giving us new uh, stuff, new material, new equipment. So they're really good. Last thing uh, for you, Isaac, and you're focused on winning. you got a tall task in front of you with, with Arkansas from the SEC. What what stands out about their defense that maybe the the listener who hasn't uh, you know seen much on Arkansas, what should they know about that you've seen from this group? Yeah, they have really good pass rushers. I think they, have, they get a lot of sacks. They bring a lot of blitzes. They're a complicated defense, and they got really good athletes and smart guys on on that team. I know they got a really good middle linebacker 
and some good safeties and DNs. So they're an SEC team, you know, they're going to be stacked everywhere. So uh, we got to come out to play and uh, be ready. Maybe one more thing here, Isaac, and, and uh, about being ready. How it just, I know you, a couple weeks ago you said you're 100%, uh, mm-hmm. but just still with the, I think, just the, the feel, the trust in that, that ankle, how, how are you feeling? Just to check in on that. Feeling good. Okay. Yeah, like if I pop a couple Advil before the game, I don't even feel it. So it, it, it's feeling really good. It's not as strong as my left leg, but I'm feeling like 100% trust in, in my ankle. So that's really good. There you go. That's BYU tight end Isaac Rex, starting tight end for the Cougars. You'll see him in action today. Uh, BYU and Arkansas kickoff at 1.30. BYU, Arkansas. Handoff middle. First down. Touchdown! You're listening to extended BYU pregame coverage on KSL News Radio. We're coming to you live from Burt Brothers in Provo. There is only... Five or ten more minutes left to get down here and put your name in for free tickets to this afternoon's football game between BYU and Arkansas. Come on down to 241 West, 500 South, near the stadium. This is the last chance for you BYU fans who want to go but don't have tickets. We're giving away four free tickets. There are going to be two winners. Two sets of tickets are given away to BYU and Arkansas, and this extended pregame coverage is brought to you by UCCU. They offer home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. UCCU, love where you bank. It's been a, a, a really fun week, even though yeah, we had to get over that Notre Dame game. But as we're looking towards this Arkansas game in a few hours, it's been a lot of fun. And then, lo and behold, yesterday, this came out of nowhere. But it was, uh, it was a great gift for BYU fans. You drop a podcast here, not just any old podcast, because we love Cougar Tracks, Mitch. You do a great job with that, but this is something else. And it's something really unique. It's really special. I love the storytelling. And I love how much you put yourself into this project because we, we're, we're learning a lot about you. And, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. And it's, I think it's a, much, a, a must listen for BYU fans. What is it, though, Mitch? Well, for, for people who haven't heard yet, what is this special podcast? Well, thanks, Matt. Uh, a Century of Cougar Football. That, that's, that's the, the name? name? That's the name of the podcast. A Century of Cougar Football. It's on kslsports.com. And all podcasting platforms. Episode one and episode two dropped uh, yesterday. They'll be dropping uh, every Friday throughout the football season, and uh, it's a project I've been working on since spring. And you know, uh, the the cold podcast inspired me as far as like a storytelling goes. Uh, but I've always I've always loved history and BYU football history in particular because uh, you know BYU football has such rich storylines to this program, and I wanted to put something together uh, that highlights that history. And at KSL, we have an incredible archive of sound and content over the years. So uh, I put this together. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I, like I said, I, 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 you know, I put myself a little bit into it. It was interesting. At first, I wanted to have it more episode one about uh, what makes BYU football special to everyone else, the coaches, the players, and we, we I dive into that too, but... So my boss are like, why don't we learn more about you? Like, why are you so into this? And uh, uh, so it is an interesting point, and, and I kind of, you know, let my guard down a little bit and put myself into it. But uh, we got the trailer here, and you can, again, follow it on, on kslsports.com. I, I would love it if you all uh, subscribed and gave a rating and review, but this is the trailer of a century of Cougar football. I think we're one of the most storied football teams in college history. KSL Podcasts. Brigham Young University, 
and Cougar football. Pass back to Steve Young. Celebrate 100 years of... I've always been a, a BYU fan. The players. Ty Detmer of BYU. The coaches. I love BYU once I met Lavelle. And the fans on a century of Cougar football. Fridays on KSL Podcasts. The... the- the trailer on on uh, the podcast feed uh, kind of delve into it a little bit more, but uh, that's the TV commercial uh, for the show, and you'll see that on KSL Five TV. But it was a fun project, Matt, and uh, uh, very uh, grateful. And man, the the talented people at KSL, the storytelling in this company is, is top notch. So that when I started the project, it maybe was a little bit bigger lift than I initially expected, but I'm glad because. Very thorough. The the people that I we work with here at KSL are so talented and uh, just excited. I hope Cougar Nation really enjoys it and they they feel the passion behind that because that's the thing is that BYU football brings out passion in people and uh, that's why I feel like our show is really good and we we have a lot of passion for this team and and I wanted to show that passion through a century of Cougar one of my football. favorite things about listening to the first episode too was just thinking about all the memories. That come flooding back. You mentioned going to that first game in 95 against UCLA where you got hooked. Last night I was at a family bunko party. It's a it's an annual Halloween tradition. Love it. And one of my uncles comes up to me, and he's like, love the show. You know, I, 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 was, I heard Mitch's podcast. He's like, I haven't missed a football game. I've missed one. Excuse me. I, I've only missed one football game since 1980. And it was in 1984, my grandpa, who I never met, passed away. He missed the Baylor game in 84. Been to every game since. And that's what I think this podcast will do for you guys, BYU fans, is you'll be listening to it, you'll hear Mitch's experiences, and then it'll come flooding back to you. When do I, you know, when was my first game? What are the great memories, you know? And, and you're raising your, your boys are getting into BYU football. It's, it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to just the deep, history and storytelling you're going to get into throughout the season yeah next week's going to be an episode dedicated to lavelle edwards and man the people that i caught up with uh on that it was a lot of fun including patty edwards and uh i'm really excited because you know again you know the bonds and the relationships that i've formed over the years it's really through this team and and i didn't line up and play it down at byu but man this uh it's just kind of bigger than oneself i've always loved uh following and uh you know being BYU football, it's always meant a lot to me. So to be here on KSL News Radio and work with you and, and work with talented people like yourself, uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, to put out this podcast and this project, it it was a little bit of a labor of love because I just wanted to put this out for Cougar Nation. And there was a there was an opportunity for it because I don't think there was much of a medium as far as storytelling in sports. There's kind of like the thirty for thirties and things like that in a visual perspective but not as much in the audio. So really excited. Again, you can go check out A Century of Cougar Football on kslsports.com. we got to take a break, though. We're counting down. BYU and Arkansas kickoff coming up at uh, 1.30. We're about you know two and a half hours away. So taking a break, we'll get to three and out next. It's Cougar Extended Pregame here on KSL News Radio. The BYU Cougars need a turning point after a last-minute loss to Notre Dame. BYU's hopes of victory almost certainly ride on gaining a yard so they can come back and play with the best of them. He's going to go 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! And the Cougs are right back in it. Will quarterback 
Sharon Hall, be healthy. Yeah, everybody's dinged up. Everybody has a thing. Contrary to popular belief, no shoulder injury. Will the vaunted BYU receiving core be back in action? We may have to go into the depth a little bit, but there's a lot of guys that we can count on and, and hopefully try to get miles back. Today, it's the Cougars and Razorbacks. You're listening to KSL Special Extended Pre-Game Coverage. Brought to you by our partners at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Baimonte. Cougar Nation extended pregame rolls on, and we are live from Burt Brothers in Provo, 241 West, 500 South, just a little bit south of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And, Matt, we've got some winners for the tickets. We've got one winner, uh, Gavin, our remote tech, who set up this location for us here at Burt Brothers. He drew two winners. We're giving away two sets of tickets. One of the two winners did not fill out all the information, and so we're unable to get that individual the ticket. So, Mitch, who is our first winner? Jared. Uh, Jared from uh, Provo. So he uh, he is one of the winners, so Jared will have uh, an email with his, uh, with his tickets. And Gavin is going to put his hand in the box <laughs> right now and draw the other winner. Before you hand us the sheet, just verify that all the correct information is there. We have people with us watching this pivotal drawing. Is, is this one legitimate? I'm now holding the other winner for two tickets, and it is Crystal from Pleasant Grove. We will be emailing you the other free tickets. So congrats to Crystal and Jared on winning the tickets. And uh, we appreciate you swinging by here at Burt Brothers and saying hello. Right now, though, let's get to a segment we do each and every week throughout the season where we get you uh, primed and ready with some interesting facts and tidbits about the game. It is three and out. Three and out. A quick hit look at BYU's next opponent on the gridiron. It's three and out on Cougar Sports Saturday. All right, this is something we do each and every week where we'll give you an interesting stat that could impact the football game. We'll highlight a couple key players and we'll give you a bold prediction as well. It's just like any other football drive. After you get the ball, you start things off with first down. First down. Mitch, I'll start things off here. This is an interesting stat that could impact the football game. My number is 121. What does that represent? That's the fewest rushing yards allowed this season, and that was to South Florida. Over the last five games, they've allowed all opponents to rush for over 150 yards, and three of the last four have been over 200 yards. Arkansas is a very good running football team. They're top 15 in the country in rush yards per game. Quite simply, if BYU's defense cannot figure that out, I think it's going to be very hard for uh, BYU to get back to their winning ways. So they've got to stop the run. Whether they can do so, we'll find out. And my stat does tie into Arkansas's ground attack as well. The number is 231. That's K.J. Jefferson, quarterback for Arkansas. The amount of rushing yards he has had after contact. Wow. Uh, he has 312 yards total on the ground this season. So this is a guy that invites contact, and he gets additional yards. So BYU's defense, wrap up the first time you get K.J. Jefferson, because if you don't, he's a guy that's more than enough capable to get extra yardage. Second down. What? Players to keep an eye on uh, on both sides of the football. For me, it is Arkansas's running back. Uh, we just highlighted their quarterback, but their running back, Raheem Rocket Sanders, is a very 
shifty and talented running back. He's averaging nearly six yards per carry. He has more rushing yards on the year than any BYU running back. So uh, that is a guy who not only do you got to worry out, worry about KJ Jefferson, but watch out for Rocket Sanders. And on the BYU side for me, Mitch, it's Chris Brooks. I thought last week he looked very good. He only had 14 carries. I'm still waiting for that game where maybe you give him 20 carries and you just let the big bruising running back get going, but uh, close to 100 yards against Notre Dame, had that nice touchdown run to bring them within five. I think that he's been gaining confidence these past couple weeks. He, to me, is still the feature back. Give him the football, BYU. So uh, Chris Brooks and Rocket Sanders for me. Love those picks. Uh, For me, I'm going to go Arkansas. Miles Slusher, if he plays, you heard from Trey Biddy, Arkansas insider, uh, that he's still, you know, banged up and the, the status on Miles Slusher is to be determined. He's a nickelback for the Hogs and uh, a talented player that could be an NFL guy one day. And then for BYU, I'm going to go with wide receiver Puka Nakua. I think that with the injuries that Arkansas has faced in their secondary, it poses an opportunity for BYU to have some big games through the air. And, you know, I thought it was noteworthy, too, that Kalani was not happy last week that Puka was not getting touches. Uh, You know, Puka is just such a game-changer, and we haven't seen him be at the level that we expect him to be, except for those few minutes in the first quarter against South Florida. I think this is the game where Puka Nakua breaks out. Third down. This is where we give you a bold prediction. For me, I think Arkansas's defensive backfield, as you heard from Trey Biddy, it is a patchwork, to say the least. They're, they're just not as talented as they could have been with all those injuries. they got wide receivers helping in practice in the defensive backfield. To me, that means uh, Jaron Hall is going to have a heyday. I think BYU will throw for over 350 yards. I like that. You know, I'm going to go so bold, Matt. This is going to be the boldest of bold takes. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm foreshadowing my, uh, my prediction for today. BYU makes a field goal. To win the game. Oh, man, that's bold. It's very bold. And you know what? I'm going to say it, though. I'm going to speak it into existence, whether it's Jake Goldroyd, Justin Smith, Cash Peterman, one of those three guys. Hey, if you want to double down, is this 40-plus? Let's not get too (laughs) frisky there, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to say... BYU makes a field goal to win this game, and that's that's bold enough, Matt. So oh, there you go. I, I'm going to say that's my my bold take for BYU today. We're having a great time here at Burt Brothers. It's been a blast being on location, 241 West, 500 South, near the stadium. And let's bring in Don, our good friend, the store manager here at the new Burt Brothers location. They're taking over for Brereton's Automotive. They've been in business since 1959. It's now a Burt Brothers location. You guys are renovating it and what can the customers of Provo expect from Burt Brothers down here in Provo? Just nothing but first-class, top-quality service, just all the way around. And, you know, we were just talking about bold predictions, Don. What's the, the, the things that are, that are bold about Burt Brothers that stand out for, for, amongst the competition? What's, what is it that that's, uh, stands out here for, for Burt Brothers? At Burt Brothers, uh, just like our logo says, you know, in our advertising, Burt Brothers does it better. They just flat out do. We all know the jingle. I mean, Burt Brothers does it better. Like, like that's, it's, that's, that's, what, it's what you expected. That's what you get here at Burt Brothers. That's, that's it. And it's nothing but first-class, top-quality service. And there's also great deals, too. Uh, absolutely. We've got the buying power um, just to take care of our customers and, and get them the best deal possible on tires and service. I love what you said earlier, Don, about uh, the importance of getting in here sooner rather than later, especially if you're a skier. I'm becoming a skier. 
This is a, a world-renowned ski area, and right now is a great opportunity to get in, take advantage of those deals, and get some snow tires on your car. Absolutely. If you need to purchase new tires, we have them in stock. And if you have tires you need them put on, we can do that for you too. Last thing for you, Don, who's winning the game later today? I hope BYU. I really hope it. Always, always a good win, you know, to have BYU hey, winning. You put some good karma into the universe by saying you, you began in this profession uh, in 1984. So in 1984, <laughs> it's, 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 that is the year for BYU football. It was meant football. to be. It was meant to be, Don. Awesome. Hey, hey, thanks for having us today, Don. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. We're here at Burt Brothers in Provo, uh, 241 West, 500 South. There's a little bit of renovation going on, but don't worry. Full service still going on here at Burt Brothers in Provo. Taking a break, we'll give our score predictions next for BYU and Arkansas here on KSL News Radio. BYU, Arkansas. Welcome back in to extended pregame coverage. It's brought to you by UCCU. They offer home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. That's a big deal. UCCU, love where you bank. And this is such a juicy matchup. Uh, I don't want to contradict myself. It's, It's not an important matchup in my eyes, but it is a juicy one for both teams to get back to their winning ways. And one thing I'm really curious to see, Mitch, is can BYU build upon what they did last week in the run game? The passing game really struggled. If you take out that chunk play to Cody Epps, they they would have had less than 100 yards passing. So like half their passing yards came on that one play to Cody Epps. But the run game, it showed some life. I thought Chris Brooks and Lapini Katoa had some really good moments. The offensive line looked better. If they need to find a way to keep the time of possession at least 50-50. I mean, they can't be giving up 42 minutes of time of possession. One way they can help by doing that is running the football effectively. So I want to see how the BYU run game looks against the Hogs. And that Hogs defense is going to blitz like crazy. And they have a 3-3-5 scheme. Sometimes they'll go into an even front 4-2-5 package. But uh, they will blitz. Uh, they will bring the pressure. And... Uh, Aaron Roderick referenced it as reminding him of the old days of Bronco Mendenhall and Rocky Long when they were at New Mexico and it was illusions and David Copperfield type uh, mystery and, and uh, confusion of the three-three-five defense. So there's going to be a lot of blitzing. Will BYU's offensive line be ready to protect for Jaron Hall? Because Jaron is, is banged up just like anyone, as he said last week, but he's so critical to BYU's success. You go from the hopes of still maybe having a double-digit win season with Jaron Hall at quarterback. That goes out the window immediately if that guy gets hurt. Protect him at all costs. Keep him upright. Nine sacks through six games. That's way too much for this BYU offensive line. They have to protect Jaron And I'd Hall. love to see them get Isaac Rex involved. You know, I loved what Alex said earlier when he joined us. Can we see some dink and dunk? Can we see some five-yard outs to the tight ends? Uh, Mason Wake, can we get him involved in the pass game? So uh, agreed with what everything that you said there. And let's just see short, intermediate passing effectively to neutralize that blitz. I think it's it would be a, a nice recipe for success. And I think BYU should just be comfortable. Don't overthink it. Don't worry. I think sometimes last week that stage was too big for BYU, and it showed in some of the decision-making from both the staff and the execution from the players. We'll take our final timeout. On the other side, we'll give our score predictions. BYU and Arkansas here in Provo. We're live at Burt Brothers in Provo, 241 West, 500 South. We'll give our score predictions next here on Extended Pregame.
BYU and Arkansas for the third time in BYU's history. The Cougars will be hosting a team from the SEC. BYU is 7-7 seven and seven all time against teams from the Southeastern Conference, which a lot better record than I think most people would assume BYU would have considering the SEC is often viewed as, as the best conference in college football in their history. The championship pedigree that they have uh, definitely shows itself in that league. But Arkansas is not the crown jewel of the SEC. They are a very beatable team. And, Matt, as we dive into our score predictions, we get you ready for kickoff, which kicks off at 1.30 p.m. today. How do you see this game playing out for BYU and the Hogs? Before this, the year began, we gave season predictions, and I had BYU finishing 11-1 and one with a special season. By my definitions, I think <laughs> special means something differently to, to everybody. But to me, I thought they had all the ingredients to have a special year. Well, it hasn't panned out that way. There's been injuries. There's been some unexpected bumps in the road. The one game that I had them losing all along was this Arkansas game. And is Arkansas beatable? Absolutely. However, I do want to caution BYU fans. This team was number 10 in the country. They they are banged up in the secondary. Their quarterback got banged up. Their losses were to Texas A&M, who is certainly underachieving. However, they're ultra-talented, and that was a close game. They lost to Alabama. I mean, they're number one in the country. Come on. And then they lost to Mississippi State, who might be the sneaky surprise team of the SEC with Mike Leach. They can throw the football. So uh, the reason I bring that up, Mitch, is Arkansas is still a good football team. They're a bowl-eligible team. Just because they've lost their three in a row doesn't mean they're just blowing games to Vanderbilt and South Carolina. They've lost against some very good teams in the SEC. So with that being said, I have to take my original pick to start the year. Oh. I like Arkansas to get the win. I just don't trust that defense, Mitch. That's the bottom line. I don't trust yeah, them. So so I got Arkansas 30-27. Okay, that's, that's fair. Uh, you know, Arkansas has allowed – uh, 30 or more points to their opponents in eight of their last nine road games, and they've lost eight of those games. Uh, so I, uh, those those eight games, excuse me. Uh, I think BYU's offense will have success against Arkansas's defense today through the air. I think that Arkansas is a team that uh, secondary-wise they're, they're beating up right now, and I think Jaron Hall will capitalize and connect with Puka Nakua. I'm going to say BYU – gets the win. They are an underdog in this game, and BYU has won outright in their last three games as a home underdog. BYU lives up to that billing in the underdog role. BYU 33, Arkansas 30. The Cougars get it done, and they, they set the tone for the second half of the season with a big win. And a walk-off field goal? And a walk, I'll say, a walk-off <laughs> field goal. I don't trust that one bit, but hey, I'm going to say it'll happen. BYU and Arkansas Kickoff about to get going at 1.30 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. Big thanks to Burt Brothers and UCCU for our, cover, our sponsorship on Extended Pregame. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.